Some people think of limerence as a harmless little fantasy. Limerence is an obsessive infatuation with somebody who you can't actually have. And that's kind of part of the charm of it. When you can never have it, it can never be ruined. And it remains this place you can go to escape your life. It's not really harmless in that sense. It's more like an addiction and it feeds your tendency to chase and be obsessed, but it never satisfies you with reciprocation. So that's very different than a crush. It's a way to pour your life's energy into the idea of a relationship that doesn't really exist, not like you imagine it does. Because when you're in limerence, it sort of seems real to you that it's gonna come around. But there's another part of you that is rejecting reality, and you know that's happening because, because if you were to actually disclose how you felt, you, you'd run the risk that they would reject you, right? And that cannot happen. It's the fantasy. It's the place that you fly away to when life is hard, when it feels empty and sad. So that's part of why limerent people tend to keep their feelings hidden and instead search for signs in the other person's social media. Never ask, you know, or use divination tools like tarot cards or astrology or psychic readings to try to keep hope alive. And there's a big industry of people who will definitely take your money to go, oh yeah, no, he's really meant for you. He just doesn't know it yet. He's just running away from you. That is exactly what a limerent wants to hear. So when you know in your bones that someone's not into you, you might try to face reality and move on. But when your life's lonely and there's no joy there and you have a tendency towards limerence, what can happen is what I call a limerent flip, where you start to get realistic and you go, okay, this is ridiculous, it's not going anywhere. And you start to pull away from the person who isn't into you. And then some kind of anxiety and pain comes up and then you <gasps> flip. You find a way to believe that actually, actually they love you. And keeping hope alive is the lifeblood. It's, it's the addictive drug that, that limerence feeds on. And that flip can keep you trapped in love with something that doesn't exist. And it drains you of any kind of happy future. It just comes right out of your life. So how can you tell if there's actually hope or if you're flipping? My letter today is from a woman I'll call Marsha. And she writes, Dear Fairy, I'm a married woman. I have a terrible crush on my supervisor. Uh-oh. <laughs> I've had this crush for more than a year and it's only getting worse. My parents are loving, but were neglectful during my childhood. My siblings and I were left alone for long periods of time, and they sometimes forgot about our physical needs, such as food and warm clothing. Hmm. I did not intend to develop this crush. I was married less than a year ago. Less than a year ago. No kids. This man mentioned coming out once. I guess the supervisor. I asked him what he meant by that once, and he said that he, he was gay, but still figuring it out. With that information, I felt safe developing a close friendship with him. I didn't think it would be possible for me to develop feelings for a gay man. However, I spend a lot of time with this man at and outside of work. We work closely on our project together. We're the only two on our team, and he is my team leader. The only two on our team and he's the leader. Okay. Also, my work is my passion. I love my job, and I feel like I'm working at the cutting edge of my field. This man is a great career mentor. 
He's kind, fun, and very smart. We also hang out with a group of mutual friends on weeknights and weekends and participate in hobbies together that include working out and playing games. This coworker, well, supervisor, got me a birthday gift, but my husband did not. He likes my cooking. My husband does not. He seems to want to spend time with me, invites me to activities, acts upset if I don't come, etc. I feel like he understands me in ways that my husband does not, and we think very similarly. My husband is a good man, but he works very long hours, sometimes from when I wake up in the morning until I go to sleep. We are not hurting for money. He chooses to do this for his career, which I feel second to. I feel very lonely in our marriage. And we are in couples therapy, and I'm seeing a therapist individually. I did something awful and confessed my feelings to my coworker a few weeks ago. I wanted to stop thinking about him every minute of every day, and to be completely honest, part of me hoped that he felt the same. He told me plainly that he does not return those feelings, yet we both value our friendship and working relationship, so wanted to remain friends. This all happened via text message. <laughs> I was hoping the clear rejection from him would help me get out of the limerence, but it hasn't yet. We're still spending a lot of time together, and I'm still seeing signs that he actually wants to be with me, but can't because of our circumstances. I keep telling myself that he meant what he said about not having feelings for me, but I don't want to believe it, and I fantasize that if I leave my husband, he will reveal his true emotions for me. Due to my faith, divorce would be very difficult. I, it would undermine my understanding of love and marriage, and it would hurt my husband, which I don't want to do. However, I'm desperate to find happiness, and so I'm considering it. How can I accept this rejection and move on? Will I ever be able to heal from this limerence if we remain close friends? Thank you. And that's from Marsha. Marsha, all right, I circled a bunch of things here. I'm going to come back through and talk about what I read and what you told me. And I think I see what's going on here. All right, so you're married a year. You have a supervisor. You have a huge crush on the supervisor who is gay and who's not into you. Very difficult situation. I've had this crush for more than a year. More than a year, but you're married a year, so this has been going on the whole time. Um, and then you don't think it was so much your parents. They were loving, but they were neglectful, forgot to feed you. Okay, maybe that's a factor. Um, People can get limerent anyway, I think. Uh, but sometimes I think limerence is a way that people express a need to escape. That it may, you know, your life may not feel very fun at home and you're lonely right now. And work is exciting. And um, yeah, so you said you didn't intend it. I, I guess no one does. You were married less than a year ago. So I'm just saying you had the crush before you got married. And I'm sort of calling you out on that. Like, what happened here? Why did you decide to get married anyway? Um, your, your guy at work mentioned coming out once. And he said he's still figuring it out, which is interesting. So maybe he is still figuring it out. Maybe this lends a little credence to that he's kind of playing with you a little bit. Like, well, I'm gay, but who knows? Why don't you keep adoring me? I don't know. I'm not really getting manipulation from him. It just seems like you guys are good friends. And I'll tell you when, when somebody turns out to be limerent on a friend and the other person understands it to be a friendship, staying friends is not a great idea. 
and I, I just don't I don't see any I don't see that turning into anything good. And I, I'm surprised it doesn't make him uncomfortable, but it sounds like he enjoys the friendship too, and he's sort of trusting you. And it's possible, I think some people are good at it. Maybe he's good at that kind of thing of just totally detaching from romantic feelings in order to hang out with somebody, but mm, I don't see that happening for you. I don't see any happy outcome from this. So he got you a birthday gift, your husband didn't. That's kind of weird that your husband didn't get you a gift. It sounds like resentment or something. Um, and you're comparing the two guys. I, it's like you're trying to build a case and say why you should leave your husband for this guy. Um, he understands you. Your husband does not understand you. He, he wants to spend time with you. Your husband's always at work. Uh, you feel second to his career, but you've been married less than a year. So I'm just kind of questioning you, like, is it a shock to you that your marriage is the way it is or that your husband works so much? Or were you, was, was something going on with you when you decided to go forward with marrying somebody it sounds like you actually don't enjoy or particularly love? So what comes up here is this faith thing that you're telling me, that it doesn't condone divorce, but I don't know what your faith is, but I'll tell you what, if it doesn't condone divorce, it definitely doesn't condone an emotional affair conducted at work. If you intend to stay in your marriage, I'm going to suggest very strongly that you find a way to cut off contact with this other guy. You're doing the limerent flip where he told you plainly, you tried to accept it and then your, your brain just went, nope, can't accept it. I believe, I'm, I see signs that it's not true. But I'll tell you why we know it's not true. We know it's not true because he said it's not true. That is your evidence. If he was in love with you and you had said, look, I'm in love with you, you know, how do you feel? That was his chance. And if that chance didn't change the game for him, it, nothing will. And he's gay. I'm just going to say it again. He's gay, honey. <laughs> he's, it's not a good choice for you. I think you're unhappy in your marriage, and I think you're having trouble facing that. And um, I'm not going to psychoanalyze it too much. Who really knows what all of this means? But I will say that if you've been married less than a year and you're comparing your husband negatively to any other man, something's not right. If you're saying you feel lonely, if he's not giving you a birthday gift, it just seems to me that maybe the marriage was a mistake and um, it hasn't even been a year. You don't have kids yet. Maybe this is your chance to not be with anybody. Definitely not with a gay man. Don't be trying to get, a, get together with a gay man and uh, to allow this marriage to fall apart because I don't hear that you're into it. This faith thing. I don't know. It's, it just doesn't, something's not right in what you're saying. Like, oh, I couldn't do that. It would hurt him. But of course you're hurting him right now, even if he doesn't know it. Here's a concept I want to share with you. An emotional affair is where you take all your delightful, creative energy that you would share with somebody who is your mate and you give it to somebody else. And so they get to have all the fun with you and you come home all, eh, you know, you're so boring. I don't know. I just don't have it for you. You don't say it, but you're not bringing that sparkly energy of somebody who's really invested in a relationship. If you loved somebody and they were having an emotional affair, you would feel it. You would feel the absence of that fun and sparkle and love, even if it weren't a physical affair. So I'm just pointing out, you show every sign of being very unhappy in your marriage. If you still want to give it a go, the only honest thing to do is to stop having contact with this guy. And that's a tough situation. And I mean the guy at work. It's tough because you say you love your work, you're passionate about it. But I also want to point out you're having an emotional affair with your boss. 
So there's just so many red flags all over this. This is like a self-destruct move here. So I don't know what you were thinking, I would say, but I'm saying um, I think it's time for you to have some alone time to really reflect and decide if you're going to give any energy to your marriage or if you're going to end it. But you're not going to pursue this thing with a, a boss who has let you know he's gay. If you end up single, um, many other options will appear on the table. And I hope at that time you find somebody whose sexual orientation points towards you. That would be the most positive thing. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. If you love my content, think about joining my membership program. You can find out more information about that and all my courses and coaching programs at crappychildhoodfairy.com. Remember, healing is possible. People with childhood PTSD can have a wonderful life. Sometimes we just need a few workarounds. I'll see you next time.